This is the Brews and Bourbon Podcast, beer and whiskey reviews by average consumers. Merry Christmas to all of our fans. Merry Christmas, Merry, man. Merry belated Christmas. Merry did, Christmas uh, to you. I hope Santa brought you some bourbon. Uh, he brought me everything but, unfortunately. What a dickhead. That but it's all right. I bought, I bought my own, so. Well, that's good. Anything important? Anything, uh, uh, anything ten, good? Just a 10-year uh, bullet. Nothing too special, but that was pretty good. I like it. I yeah. know you're not a fan, right? I am, I mean, I am, but I think I am a, f- a fan of other of bullet products. I guess it, okay. I guess it was a good Christmas gift because uh, she rung it up, and it, it came out at 25 bucks. I don't know how. I, mean, but I don't know. I went to Win Dixie and she scanned the Win Dixie card and it came down. I think it's like 30, 30 bucks, right? Well, it was forty. It was forty one, I think, or forty five. And she scanned the Win Dixie card and it was like boom, twenty five bucks. I was like, what? That's a deal. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they I mean for twenty five bucks, it might taste a little better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's better than forty. Yeah, it definitely it, is. It's good that I, that it was only twenty five bucks because I think everyone killed that bottle drinking it with Coke. Well, that's good. Definitely, it's, it's a decent it's, one. It's I, I didn't, I didn't get any any bourbon except for one bottle I got as a present, which is pretty cool, pretty interesting. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, for now, let's start with some beer. Oh, actually, today's uh, uh t- the day that this podcast comes out would be Monday before New Year's. Yeah. So it's the so last podcast of the year. The last podcast of 2019. Hell yeah. So we're gonna go to twenty twenty strong, but strong, uh, real strong. So happy New Year's to you guys. Happy New Year's. Well, let's get into this beer that you picked out for me. Yeah, man. So you picked it out for me, right? Because I know you don't <laughs> like IPAs. Well, my brother in law was like, "Hey, man, I got some of these IPAs. I'm gonna let you have them. See if you talk about them." So he brought them over a few days ago, and uh, he loved them, didn't he? I think that's what he said. Something like that. Shout out to uh, Lewis, right? Yeah, it was Lewis. Thank you. Uh, he brought him over. He said this was his favorite beer. That's what I heard. Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool brewery. It's called Saltwater Brewery. It's uh, Screaming Reels IPA. Yep. And this uh, Saltwater Brewery is here out of uh, South Florida, Southeast Florida, over there by Del Rey. If you're familiar with the Florida area, you know where that's at. Um, if you're familiar with the Florida area, it's literally in between West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale. So down towards the Miami area, um, which is a huge, huge uh, fishing community down there. And uh, Big tourist that's what, spot. Yeah, that's what their uh, their whole uh, brewery is about, you know, fishing, kayaking, outdoors, saltwater, all those kind of things that we enjoy down here in Florida. Well, that's cool. There's a uh, mahi on here. Mahi, mahi. Yeah. Uh, we usually talk about the cans. Um, this is an actual... An actual can. It doesn't have like no plastic stick or anything. It's a printed can. It's uh, the colors on it are beautiful. It's uh, blue, green, uh, a little bit of yellow on the top. Um, it's a, it's actually one of the best looking bottles I've ever seen on a on a can of beer. Um, yeah. I rank it really high up there. Might be the best looking one to be honest with you. And it's pretty cool because um, that shows that they're really into what they're putting out. And uh, it has a lot, <laughs> a lot of information on this can actually about the uh, brewery itself. 
and it kind of tells you what's good food pairings with it, which it says something spicy or any type of pork. Yeah, it's got a little jalapeno pepper yeah. and a pig. <laughs> That's uh, pretty cool. It says uh, seven seven percent alcohol, and it's seventy five IBUs, so it's a little bit up there on the higher bitter scale. Um, Damn, so it's gonna so be really bitter. We'll see what it says. It says tropical bitter hoppy IPA, and it gives you a, a little bit the most IPAs. <laughs> yeah, and then their and then their you know slogan: explore the deep the depths of this beer. Pretty cool. Delray Beach. You want to explore the depths, man? Yeah, let's do it. Let's I think see. there's four mahis on here in total. Yeah, I, I haven't counted them yet, but they're pretty cool looking, pretty realistic. It's a it's a decent can. You know, they're they actually some people call them dolphins. Yeah, because that's, that's what that's what a lot of people. That's what they're what they're called. Well, instantly I get a hit of a uh, a ru- red ruby grapefruit. Instantly, yes, I could tell it's gonna be really bitter. Yeah, just from the smell. <laughs> like instantly, the that's, hops come through a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely doesn't smell like. A, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a way to pour your beer on the ground. <laughs> ah man, a little, a little bit of spillage. Here. You got some mopping to do. Yeah, definitely doesn't smell like mahi. <laughs> no, man, instantly direct bitter in your mouth. And then you get the refreshment of a little bit of grapefruit. It's more of a red grapefruit, a ruby red one, and then um, you get a little bit of that uh, that hoppy at the end. A lot of hoppy. I poured it kind of harshly, as you can tell. So I got a, I got a little <laughs> bit ahead of my beer. Yeah, the smell though. It, it smells it's like the one thing I can say about this for it as bitter smell for as bitter strong. as it is, it's it's refreshing. If that makes any sense, yeah, that's why I love IPAs, man. They're refreshing for the hot for the heat. But man, let me, let me take a sip because I haven't taken a sip. I want know, I want to see what you're feeling. That Indian pale L in it, um, it really comes in at the end. That bitterness, the little tart at the end. Oh yeah. At the end, at the end, at yeah. the very end, it's a lot of bitter. A lot of bitter, a lot Definitely of tart. Definitely more bitter than it smells in a glass. It smelled stronger in the can. Maybe the way I poured it, but yeah. And, and with these IPAs, definitely bubbly. Um, it smells I almost sweet in the lot. glass. Very, very good carbonation. Yeah, this the glass smells almost sweet. The the can it smelled definitely like just bitter. Yeah, but I mean, I don't smell an, a rotten orange in this. I, I literally smell red grapefruit, yeah, which is different from other IPAs that I've smelled before. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a bit different in the smell. Definitely a lot bitter or bitter yeah. or to the nose. It to me bitter. it smells a lot better than all the other ones that we've tried here. Oh, except IPAs. for the one that except from the one from Dallas. That was top notch, the best one I ever had. But compared to the other ones we did, like the Hopsecutioner and then the other one we recently did, um. This one doesn't smell like rotten grapefruit or oranges. It smells and so like red grapefruit. Are you finally turning on to IPAs? I don't think so. I think that'll be going extreme. But I'm trying to find the good qualities in it. And I don't know. I don't know if you smell the red grapefruit in this, but I don't smell rotten See, like, citrus I like, like I this. normally do. I like this and it's refreshing. I don't smell like anything rotted because I, I never really do. I actually enjoy IPAs, especially when it's hot outside. But... I get what you mean by the refreshing aspect of it, but honestly, I feel like the taste kind of isn't there. You know, it's yeah. just there's not much flavor other than like the really bitter hoppiness. I mean, I, all the all the flavor I get is just that that hop, and I do get a little bit of the citrus. 
But I don't care if you like IPAs or not. You have to admit it smells like rotten grapefruits and rotten citrus all I mean, the time. I wouldn't say rotten. I would say it smells like citrus, nah, like like rotten. orange peel. No. Nah. Rotten, bro. It's okay no. to like rotten things, man. <laughs> I think it smells like orange peel or, or grapefruit peel. Smells like rotten shit. But it tastes it tastes usually really good. This one doesn't have a lot of like the body of the flavor. It's I just, love the it's smell of this. It's just kind of refreshing. I love the smell of this one compared to the other ones we've had. Really? Like just just the smell. What about the taste? Compared the to taste, the I don't know. Well, I know this is really really it's, bitter. It's close to, close to the, the one from Dallas, right? The Manhattan Project. No, no, no. It's not. It's not at all. It's not that close. No, it's not even close. It's really bitter. The smell, though, I, I really enjoy the smell. Yeah, it does smell pretty good. But the taste to me is just another IPA. But for me, it's very very bitter. And the bitter lasts a long time throughout the whole it does. drink. It does, but it's weird because this isn't an IPA that I think I would really like get again. That makes sense. Unless I was there and I had the option to to get it on draft because it might be better. It might be more body, more flavor. But, I mean, other than that, what I'm tasting in this is just kind of the, the bitter, and it's kind of too overwhelming and not – I mean, th- there is such thing as too much bitter, believe it or not. I don't know – I mean, it there. tastes like an IPA though to me. It does. Like I don't, I can't distinguish this from any other shitty IPA I've had. I think it does, but except the the constant bitter. Some of the other IPAs I had, it kind of kind of comes and goes, but this is just a consistent bitterly throughout the finish. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of sense. other ones, like the Manhattan one. That one had a a shitload of flavor in it. That one was really good. I, I would, <laughs> can't even consider that an IPA. It was just delicious, and yeah. I wish I had another one. That one was really good. But I mean, even another one like the the Hopsecutioner, I thought had more flavor in it than this, even. Hmm. And I know that one had a lot of a uh, had a bunch of different hop variations, so that's where a lot of the. What's the one we just from. recently had? I think it was that one, the Terrapin, the Hopsecutioner. That's the last one. I believe that was the last IPA, either that one or the one from Dallas, the Manhattan Project. Because we've had what? This is the third IPA, fourth. I think our fourth. We had a. Uh, we had a. Um, off that dust too, the one in the bomber. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking that's of. That's the one you're thinking of. That one had a lot of flavor too, because that has the galaxy hops in it, and those galaxy hops are delicious. I think that's the best hops. I don't know what kind of hops are using this. I didn't say it on the can. I don't know if it said. Yeah, it I, I, I didn't really do much research on it. But this uh this brewery is actually known because they they came out with that uh biodegradable um six pack, the little plastic rings. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're very well known. In 2016, they started putting those out there. And I don't know if they're the first ones, but they're down here in Florida, they were one of the first ones that started going into that because it was developed by fishers, fishermen, um, and they wanted to give back to, you know, the wildlife, the ocean. Yeah, I've seen first, firsthand, like I when I go kayaking and stuff, there's a lot you, of trash. You wash up by the, by the shore that just like bags of bullshit and cans and yeah, so uh, it's biodegradable. If you throw it out into the ocean, the fish not will the come can, up. But not not the can, the the actual ring, which is usually worse than the can. Yeah, because it gets stuck in it. Yeah, the fish gets stuck. Some, yeah, so some, you can. Uh, they actually can eat it. Um, it'll start dissolving, disintegrating. Well, tur- and turtles are where the issue because they're eating those in bags because turtles eat jellyfish. So a lot of our sea turtles were eating plastic because it was kind of see through like a jellyfish. Mm, makes sense. So uh, they did a huge impact on the community there in 2016. Um, I would love to give them the credit as them being the first ones to do it, but I can't confirm that. 
Um, but they are one of the first ones to start doing that, which is pretty cool. You know, I'm really not loving this IPA. I, I typically love IPAs. Like, if I was fishing or in the hot sun, my backyard mowing the lawn, this isn't the first IPA I'd go to. I think I'd go to a lager before this one. Um, I don't think it's too bad. But it's an IPA. It's really bitter though. Yeah. But I, I well, you definitely at, at the beginning. At the beginning is refreshing. It's like really refreshing. Then bitter, bitter, bitter. That's and that's bitter. what I get from all IPAs. So maybe you're you're too, starting too to bitter. develop that that refreshment palette from IPAs. Maybe, but it's very brief that I get that in this, and then it's consistently like just bitter. And at the beginning, you get a punch of grapefruit. Um, but I don't smell that rotten fruit like I normally do in IPAs, which is it's I interesting. guess that's a good thing. Yeah. So that's uh that's the Indian Pale Ale out of uh Saltwater, Saltwater Brewery, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, for the whiskey, I got something for you. I got a real treat for you. Hopefully, it's a lot better than this shit. It it definitely is, mostly because it comes from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Yeah. Not originally, but. Um, it does now. It does now. <laughs> yeah. So. Doesn't everything that's good just come out of uh, Buffalo? It, it, they definitely got a lot of a lot of big names, a lot of really good. A yeah, lot of really they're good heavy names. hitters. Definitely. They're the biggest ones. Have to be. I think so. Yeah. Probably don't sell the most because everything is I hard like, to find like in small Haven, batches. I like Heaven Hill stuff too, though. Yep. No, they so got to be the best. Probably. Oh, all, probably all the around. Biggest. Yeah. Most people are are looking for their their stuff, so I guess that would make them the biggest. Yep. They had the the fucking pappies for, yeah, all their special yeah. releases, the eagles, the yeah, EH. their, their antique collection too. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Actually, this one has an antique collection. The Wellers are, it's ridiculous. Well, the one I'm talking about here, it's actually it's not a bourbon, but it's a rye. And it's the Sazerac rye. One of my favorite ryes, my second favorite rye. And uh, maybe, this, really, what's the first? I like Bullet Rye a lot. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's funny. I I think this is probably one of my favorite rye. Either this or the double rye. Out of no, no, uh, the basil? The dark rye. The dark rye dark from rye? basil. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the dark rye. I love that one. It's just walnuts. There's but, another one that I like. But rye, rye is really spicy. So basil Hayden's dark rye almost isn't a rye. Kinda well, weird. this Sazerac isn't. Sazerac isn't, rye, isn't as spicy as your other ryes. No, it's, it's not as spicy, it's, but... Smooth, I definitely like a bourbon. I definitely know there is some spice in there, but let's pour it up because it's almost like a bourbon smooth. Yeah, it is. It's definitely smooth, like a bourbon. Um, but this one's actually a six-year rye. It's aged for six years, and because of that, a lot of people, a lot of people call it the, the baby saz. And it's and the reason they call it that is because, the better one, I guess you would say, is the Sazerac eighteen. So definitely got a lot more years on it i've never seen that anywhere it's part of the antique collection which is why nobody gets to see or taste those and i i wish that yeah, was to be, to a little be bit honest, different to be honest i've never even seen it like at a liquor no store. i haven't i've seen a couple of the pappies that are ridiculously priced but yeah like i've seen them physically but i've never seen like very many of the antique collection from buffalo trace just most delicious hard to allocate even even at ridiculous prices yeah yeah, yep. And and I think that's the problem with all the Buffalo products that they're really hard to find. People hoard them. People keep thousands of bottles in a in a, you know, 
in a whiskey bunker somewhere that they're never even going to be able to taste. It's just, I guess, the the happiness they get in knowing that they have it. But unfortunately, it makes things difficult for people that actually want to try it at least one time <laughs> or actually see it on the shelf one time and be able to afford it and pay for it, uh, you know, MSRP price. But it is what it is. Eventually, um, we'll try it. What I like about it is that due to the fact that those are difficult to find, you end up exploring other brands and other um, different types of bourbons, and you end up finding things that you like that you didn't yeah, really lot, expect to like. A, a lot of the things that I really like aren't like aren't very allocated things, like Michter's, and yeah, that's just regular American bourbon, and it's just yep. as delicious. You know, everyone's gonna like what they like and know what they know. Yeah, but uh, like the the bullets, I really I really enjoy a lot of yeah, the your, bullets. Yeah, your favorite rye, like you can find that anywhere. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons it's one of my favorites. I mean, taste wise, I would probably have to go with you know maybe this Sazerac, or maybe one of the other you know spicier ones. But I'm smelling this, and I smell anise in here a lot. So maybe it's spicier than I than I thought. But it's so smooth, like you can taste. I remember it, it being really smooth. So. That's going to be something that I'm looking forward to right now. But I do smell some. Is is it anise that's spiced in there? It might be. Kind of like, I feel like I, I feel like I, the reason I'm, I'm thinking anise is because I just smelled it for the punch that was made on Christmas. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That punch that for Christmas, it smelled a lot like anise. I think they put too much in it, to be honest. Hopefully, I didn't know that's what they used for that. Yeah, hopefully it's this. You didn't see the star anise in it? It was floating in there. In the oh, in this one, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I thought you were talking about the one for Christmas Eve. No, no, no yeah, it was, it, uh, it was, it was actually pretty good. I liked it a lot. But yeah, I've had uh, it before. It's pretty good. I didn't have it uh, on the twenty fifth. So the aromas for this are actually uh, clove. That's probably clove, vanilla, oh, anise, and pepper. So there is anise in there, but it's I do, clove. I do, a, I do get a little bit of the clove. I don't know about vanilla. Maybe I think it's too spicy to smell the vanilla, but we'll taste it and see what it what what we get. Really good. I really enjoy this. Um, it reminds me why it's one of my favorites. It's very very smooth. Uh, it's spicy, but it's it's very smooth in the beginning. You do get a little bit of the heat in the chest that I really enjoy in bourbon. Um, I taste the spiciness in my in my tongue. I feel like I feel like the taste goes away too quickly. You know what I taste? What I do taste? Have you ever had black licorice? Yeah, I do get a little bit of the black licorice in there. It kind of it kind of tastes exactly like black licorice. Like that flavor that sits on your tongue. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I don't like some it's, of the uh, super spicy rides because I do get a little bit of that black licorice. And I'm not too too much of a fan of it, but. This one's you don't like very licorice? well balanced. I love licorice, bro. I can eat that stuff all day. Black licorice all day? Yeah. Yeah, you're different. Definitely. Nobody eats yeah. that all day just really? for fun. I mean, I'm, I just, I remember uh, when I was a kid, we used to go to that old, that the the old timey place at the fair. And, and just they, get black and, licorice? And they used to sell like honey sticks and black licorice and all this old time candy. I mean, candy. I can mess up a, a honey Like salt water taffy and all that stuff. I don't know. I think I've always been a fan of that, like old timey candy. So I think nah, not me. Except I could do a little bit of the 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 honey sticks are really enjoyable. You like taffy? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Not really much of a fan of it. Damn. See, I loved all that shit. I mean, the corn, the kettle corn, and stuff like that. I'm really a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, the kettle corn. Big, um, I'm a huge fan of turkey legs. I fucking love turkey legs. Bro. Oh yeah, turkey legs are 
bear that's food not in candy. general. <laughs> no, I know, but it's that's the stuff that they. Kind yeah, of usually sell every time I every time I fish. go to the fair, I gotta um, there's a few things I gotta try. Um, you know, definitely I gotta do a turkey leg. I definitely have to a do foot long um, corn dog. Every now and then I have to do a foot long. Is um, it weird that this a funnel cake? I I, I need a funnel oh, cake. Oh, funnel cake too. Deep fried Oreo with strawberries on it. Oh, deep fried Oreo is next level good. You're at a deep fried Snickers. Those things are cracked. Yeah, those oh things are good. Too. God, those are actually probably better than the Oreos. Now it, that you mention it, is it weird that this is bringing me back to my childhood tasting licorice at a fair? Yeah, it's, it's a I little mean, weird. Yeah, I mean, I never thought. See, I just let it. I, I I let it sit there for a while, and I didn't get none of the spice. I got the smoothness of like a bourbon. Yeah, no, it's really, really smooth. In the beginning, it's just nothing but smooth. But all that flavor, I feel like, comes at the end, which is like the opposite from the beer. The beer is the flavor in the beginning, and then bitter. Yeah, like right now, I just stirred it up some, and I did get a little bit of that that strong bite. Uh, not strong bite, but that bite. It's spicy. It's a spicy bite, but it's not yeah. a strong. And I bite. do feel it in the chest. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. It's uh, for a long time. I really, really enjoyed this a lot. We were, we were able to come up with a, quite a few bottles of it. So it was pretty interesting. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, we're dwindling one, down very, very quickly on the, that. The first one we over we overpaid for. I think we got it for forty five. Yeah. Or forty nine. Something like that. I think that's the one you bought. And then um, my uh, wife went to New Orleans to visit her sister out there. Well, and, I, uh, I brought one from New Orleans, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. You did. Because I went, I went to New Orleans you brought one the, of the... over spring break for uh, yeah, spring right. break at St. Patrick's Day. And I, uh, I found it over there for $25, which is a, a hell of a price. Yeah. And then my wife went like a few months after you did and she brought me t- back two bottles and she found that like for 18 or 19.99 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, she got it stupid cheap. But she actually but, bought it at a grocery store uh, yeah, so, out of all places. So she brought two of those down. Um Yeah, cuz she brought the the regular 750 and then she bought the big one, the gallon. No, no, she didn't bring the gallon. She she brought two 750s. Oh, okay. And then um when my my brother-in-law moved from New Orleans back down here to Florida, um he brought me the big he one. He brought the gallon. Yeah. Damn. So how many have we gone through? I think that's it. I think there might be one more 750 up there on the shelf, and then, yep, one 750 uh, and like then the gallon. Three quarters of that, you know, one point seven five liter one. Is that it's more than a, less than a gallon? More than I a think gallon? it's less than a gallon. I don't know. I, it's you know can't really. Uh, I don't know. I don't know my measurement conversions here. Yeah, you don't have those by memory. No, not yet. I guess college isn't working well, huh? Nah, not for me. It's not. It's, I was terrible at school. But actually, do you know why the Sazerac or Sazerac got its name? You know, you I get a little bit of tobacco in this at the end. Really? You get that like a cigar at the very end, or is it just me? At the very, very end. Nah, I just kind of get the licorice candy. At the end, I get a little bit of that hint of like a little bit of a like a cigar. Maybe like a oaky, but I don't know if I'd say cigar. I do. I think that's what it is that I taste there at the end. It might be the the, the spices in it, but I, I very 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 much like this bottle. Well, yeah, well, we talked about us getting the Sazerac bottles from New Orleans, but that's actually where the Sazerac cocktail and this spirit was is originated from. Yep, and it's arguable that that's where bourbon started. Supposedly, some people say that. It was started in New Orleans. It was started in New Orleans and moved its way up to Kentucky, but it originally started in New Orleans. Um, some people say it's complete bullshit, and it 
it started in Kentucky and it's only ever been Kentucky and who knows to be quite honest with you but there is a lot of it's um, definitely it's definitely really foggy for that for where it was originally yeah. originated the is, one thing that's like, constant is that it was made in America yeah and New Orleans you know you got Bourbon Street yeah which that was that was actually named after a person yeah so, so that's interesting but um correlations the, the Sazerac actually got his name because they created a cocktail that was nicknamed the Sazerac yep. because it was made – it actually wasn't made with rye. It was made by a cognac, cognac brandy. Yep, because there's a huge French yep. influence out there. So, And the name the name of the brandy that they used to make this cocktail was called Sazerac de Forge et Fils. Et Fils? I don't know how to say it. It's French. Do you but still starts, have that? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. It doesn't say huh? if, if it's still around. I would like to try if it's still around. Yeah, if it's still around, it'd be really cool to try. But um, I wonder how expensive it is. So from that, uh, people substituted uh, the cognac and they started uh, making making it with rye whiskey, and eventually came the Sazerac rye, which was the one that was from then on used to make. The so Sazerac now when you cocktail. go, now when you get a Sazerac cocktail, they give it with rye. With rye whiskey, yeah, rye whiskey. Um, the glass gets an absinthe absinthe rinse. Hmm. So I wonder if you can still get it with brandy. I wonder if you can taste the difference. I think you can because when I went, when I asked for a Sazerac one time, they gave it to me with brandy. But that was at a... At was it good? I've, I've, I've never had that drink. And actually, that was at the Roosevelt Bar where I went because that's actually where the Sazerac was rumored to have been invented, the cocktail, hmm. at the Roosevelt yeah, that's, that's a, the that's, New Orleans hotel. That's the one interesting thing there about New Orleans is that you know that Bourbon Street, that French Quarter area. There's a lot of history, yeah. like a lot of deep rooted history, and it's pretty well documented too. Yeah, that's so it's the like thing. It goes back really, really far, and people have facts, and it, it, it's pretty interesting, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like they preserve their history very well there, un, unlike where we're at, where the history kind of dies down. Um, they kind of just sort of erase history they they kind of some of the landmarks they don't give a fuck yeah, i think i think it's just it kind of it, it's not tracked as well it's not recorded as well. no it wasn't very well recorded and it's more of a that's and that's what kind of muddies up a lot of things yeah down here it kind of kind of loses its history due to the fact that they want to make it look like a um or like a beach town like a touristic you know condos beach yeah. you know water lifestyle Fuck the history. Nobody cares about I mean, it. But the, I think the history the most is very important. place in Florida is St. Augustine. Yeah. And other than that, there's not really there's much There's not much, like, deep-rooted history. Um, you know, where we're from, you got the Ybor City area, which it's kind of been well-kept. But the rest of, t- you know, the history around that area, it's it's not yeah. well-preserved. They'll knock down a building like it's nothing and just build a condo. Yeah. There, there's some now they're that, starting to put some yeah. a little bit of value there's into the history. There's some regulations and stuff there now. But. Back in the day, they would just knock a building down. They, they just found down. tunnels in there, so that's that's something that's cool. But other than that, they don't really know exactly what the tunnels were used for. But they think it's it was for uh, alcohol, alcohol, running yeah, alcohol rum. during prohibition. Yeah, but pretty cool. And then again, it's not well documented, so no, nope, nothing. But, I mean, nothing don't get really me wrong, is. New Orleans does kind of smell like shit and it's really old and, and it's a shithole of a fucking city yeah pretty much except yeah. for that french quarter area which is nice and you can walk around but the rest of new orleans you can keep it it's, it's a swamp it's really nice but it's like nice in an old-timey way because you can't say that it's like it's beautiful architecture from like you know a long time ago but it's i don't know that you'd say it's like super nice 
No, it's just like a historical area, like, yeah, very, very, what, very traditional. Nice but is there's nothing impressive there besides that? The well, history. this this rye is historical for sure. I I really like this man. It's good. So if you had a pick between the rye and the beer, if I had to pick between the rye and the beer, I'm gonna go rye. Rye all day, uh, all day, 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Um, this IPA was different. It was definitely I really enjoyed the can, which is my favorite part. That's about it. Your favorite part of the beer was the can. Yep, the smell to it. You got that uh that red red grapefruit, but besides those two clean aspects of it, uh, I didn't really 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 enjoy this IPA, which I never really do. So yeah, I do usually enjoy IPAs, but this one I didn't really care for. So it was a really easy pick for me to go with the rye. Um, that rye, especially this rye, rye is probably one of my favorites. I don't know that I have a favorite, but yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite either. Rye, rye is my favorite kind of like whiskey so that makes it hard for me to pick a favorite yeah but i'm more of a traditional bourbon guy. yeah i think i think i just like the spiciness i think i like the the that's usually the, what turns me away spice flavors yeah, and you don't like that as much no you just like the smoother sweeter bourbon right smoother sweeter you get that punch in your chest that gets you warm that's what i'm looking for yeah but then it, i I like scotches that have a little bit of peat in them, and you don't like that. I don't like peat. Like, at all, right? No, at all. Well, we gotta then I, I'll smoke a cigar, and you won't, so it just depends it's, on what it, it is. Yeah, it's really what it is. It's like, it's just some people like things that other people don't, and yes, sir. we're pretty different and when it comes drink to, Drink whatever know, the fuck you enjoy. Pretty much, yeah, because we, we're, we're both, like, we can both say that we like whiskey, and then, like, completely different flavors of whiskey. Like, you'll give somebody, like, oh, this is my favorite. And they'll be like, oh, this tastes like shit. And I'll be like, this is my favorite. And they'll be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So. Sort of what you did with my uh, my uh, birthday gift this year. Yeah. Well, Got me some shitty-ass rye. Well, I didn't think uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be as spicy as it was. That rye was really spicy. It's probably the spiciest rye I've ever had. Probably, yeah. But it was a new, it was a new, like, distillery in a new bottle. It was, it was a new rig. So it was... <laughs> Have you had a sense? No. Maybe we'll do it in another in another episode. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Please follow us on all social media. Yeah, happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year, by the way, because that's coming up in a Merry few Merry Christmas. Hope you guys enjoyed your holiday season, and uh, we'll be ready to come out here in 2020 with some new ideas. Uh, hopefully, we can keep these things rolling. Yeah, I think we should do something big for the first episode of 2020. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do it, man. All right. Well, this is Ashley signing out, man. Later. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Brews and Bourbon podcast. Beer and whiskey reviews by average consumers. 